and welcome to this week's episode of Marvelous Podcast, discussing Moon Knight Episode 5, Asylum. I'm Abby, and I'm delighted to be joined by Laura. Ciao, Bella. And Matthew. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just think something different to say each bloody time. Yeah, I'm trying to like, oh, another language. I can... What's another language? I... Good, good day to you. How do you do? <laughs> Come on, Thank you. you yes. Right. <laughs> God, it's only going to go up here from here, right? Surely. I mean, it is certainly uphill from here, yeah. <laughs> I would say you're absolutely right. Cracking on. Um, let's let's start with the question that I didn't ask last time I hosted the pod for at least five minutes, upsetting everybody. Um, Laura, did you like it? <laughs> Gee, I was so prepared for not structure. <laughs> I, I no, I have. I have Lucy, Goosey, Laura. <laughs> I had a structure last I, time. I had a drink before, just you know, make sure I could cope. I thought Abby's hosting. I better have a drink first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need that as a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, take my jumper off. Oh. <laughs> just, Shall I just continue? Yeah. Did you like it, Laura? <laughs> what? God, it was dark, wasn't it? Just incredibly, incredibly sad. And I just wanted to give Mark a big hug. So I was very pleased when Stephen was there to tell him it's not his fault. I liked it, yes. And again, and I suppose I shouldn't be surprised about this at this stage, but I didn't cry or like emotionally engage that much, considering what was going on. Um, so I've now said this a number of times, so I think I'm going to have to start accepting it as something more to do with me. Um but also, I do think it's a thing. I was trying to focus so much on what's going on. Um, but, yeah, the bit when Stephen has to admit that his mother is dead, that did... I got a little kind of hmm. reaction there. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but hearing some Emmys, uh, some Emmys in the distance for Oscar, because pretty damn impressive. <laughs> and Matthew, did you like it? I thought it was fine. Um, I think I think I'm back to where we were with sort of episodes two and three of okay they're they're doing this story okay good mm. I you know it's a story I've seen it's some beats that I've seen and you know I think we expected to come and they're doing them very well I completely agree on Oscar Isaac um, he's mm. sensational in this in both parts um, and and it it's led me to a whole thing and I can't it's really bad I can't think of anyone from the movies that I would say acts really hard. Everyone in the movies kind of plays this sort of caricature version of themselves. Whereas mm. on the TV shows, we're doing emotional trauma and everyone has to act and do deep, intense scenes. Yeah, I just don't think we've had quite the same level of material, have we? Mm. If you compare this to um, Elizabeth Olsen. Exactly, yeah. And some of the Loki stuff. And, yeah. Mm, mm. So, you know, it's fine. It's It's not left me... Oh, I'm desperate to see what's going to happen because... Pretty sure they're going to stop Harrow and resolve it all to be continue being Moon Knight in the future. So, what what would you have liked to have seen that would make it great? I should have expected that, shouldn't I? Mm. Oh, I should have thought of the second question. This is this is good. I, oh. I really like the. Well, we know what you don't want. So, what do you want? I like this. this is, how can we make you happy, Matthew? This is the positive podcast we aim to be. Um, Abby, did you like it? <laughs> yes, I did. No, I I did, and I will tell you why. It is because I paused it halfway through to make another coffee because it was like <laughs> half past eight, and I had only had a liter, and that's not enough. Um, and I thought that there would only be about five minutes to go, and I'd seen it was nearly an hour, and we were only twenty five minutes in, and just so much had happened. Mm. There was so much mm. stuff, but it hadn't felt rushed for, from my perspective. It hadn't felt like it was trying to get somewhere and, and not getting there um i think there is a conversation to be had about the pacing possibly of the show but i was really gripped by the whole episode and i wasn't waiting for anything i wasn't expecting any reveals at any particular time so when they did come you know when they kind of burst open the doors and you've got the sands and the ship and the budget spending is occurring in front of your face mm. it was exciting <laughs> um and i was i was quite compelled by it and i agree that I, I really think you can see why this had to be 
someone of of the caliber let's say mm-hmm. of Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. and I also think again I mean I've been wittering on about Ethan Hawke being a great actor but I think that when you put the two of them in the room they do need to be able to stand up to each other as actors mm-hmm. and I think they do and I can only say I can't really see many other people pulling this off um this show because it asks so much I think with between Mark and Stephen and, and the stories that they want you to tell and the intensity with which the story is told in points, you know, I thought there were a couple of really difficult things, not only to do, but to pull off in a Marvel show. Hmm. Um, some really very unpleasant things and some real kind of tightrope emotion, emotional scenes and so on. And I thought that they work because it's Oscar Isaac and he does that very, very well. He's worth the money, hmm. um, which I assume... He was handsomely rewarded. Um, <laughs> I hope so, because, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. Um, what happened and the plot of it and uh, this thing about how Layla's father died and so on, I still just keep feeling like they're just kind of spinning a Layla plate in the corner as opposed <laughs> to having her being, you know, she's jeopardy every so often for, for Mark to do something. I'm still not thrilled about Layla's kind of character service. Uh-huh. Um, but But here we are. I, I enjoyed what we had. Good. Yes. So what what I would change, mm. I thought we should we should cover that and maybe give me a chance to think of an answer. I can do but. a good monologue. It's fine. I'm, I can make space with my monologues. <laughs> I can see um, Matthew's brain doing the cogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, like it's very useful, some of the stuff you said, because I think the same... The thing about Laura, so some of that sort of side stuff going on, like, yeah, we're going to keep reminding you of that because something's going to come of it. And things like the other sarcophagus that we don't know who was in that. And some of it, mm. I almost wish it had less of that kind of Marvel institution. We're going to hint at a wider universe. Although it's it's, it's not doing hinting at, oh, was Iron Man over here and Captain mm. America over here? It's still like, oh, we've got all these stories from the comics that we could be telling you. I'd rather it was slightly more focused. I think the st- the story there's something about the story of he was responsible in inverted commas for his brother's death, and it made his life very hard. And his mum sort of lost it at him and was brutal at him because of that. I don't I don't know. Again, it just it feels like something that we've seen a number of times, and particularly the visiting previous scenes from your life, this is that episode from WandaVision. Mm. You know, again, referencing the the other shows, we we have had basically this story, and I think Loki had an episode that was a bit like this as well. Yeah. Possibly not quite Revisiting so visiting. small Loki, but, yeah. Yeah, mm. literally mm. almost. And scenes from, you know, the bit where he had to do the same thing over and over mm. I will say I liked it more in this than I have in the other shows, but but not least because they put it in the framework of fixing the balancing of the heart, and I quite enjoyed that. It felt less contrived. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It was the plot. It was the contrivance Mm. rather than the means to a different plot. But then the stuff in there with Harrow as the Doctor and other people that he knows and so on... it's like they wanted last episode to fool us of what's reality, you know, do the, the Buffy normal again thing, mm. what's real and what's not, and then they're going to give us on the next episode what's actually going on, again, what's actually going on, in inverted commas, this is the Egyptian afterlife, sort of purgatory thing happening on a boat on the desert, fine. I wish it had been more obvious that this was completely unreal from the beginning, and when we saw... Harrow as the doctor and Mark as the patient. I wish we'd had Stephen as the doctor and Mark as the patient. And during this episode, we saw that inverted, and and then treating each other as doctor and patient, not as Mark and Stephen, but doing some some of the stuff we've seen with him being nice to him and saying it's okay and sort of discussing it in in detail. Mm. Doing that both in the discussion of a doctor patient setting as well as actually seeing it if we're going to have to see it. Mm. That's interesting. I think that it that doesn't quite work because part of Stephen is to be separate and not associated with things that Mark has been through, which seem to include asylum experiences. Like mm-hmm. okay. the idea is that Stephen shouldn't be there at all. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot when 
sort of Mark was dragging him away and saying, "You're not meant to see this," but the whole point is, yeah, that is the point. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I and and I thought that that was very very sharp dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought that some of this had been really thoroughly written. Mm. Um, well, particularly the so I'm your stress ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that hit hard. Mm. Yeah, mm. it, it mm. felt carefully mm. held and thoroughly written, and like it, it realized that it should get that right. And mm. sometimes I wish that they could pay that much attention to everything. <laughs> think um but i think we had that in one division as well there was some exceptional writing and then mm-hmm. there was some writing yes mm. yes um so obviously that's not what we got what we did get ended with Stephen being dragged taken to duet yeah now this is just after a moment where he's like if you know i'm you then i can do everything you can do and he goes and beats the things up, which, it, exactly as you just said, Abby, if we're saying you know, some stuff is written incredibly well, some stuff is more heavy-handed, less well-written, is a, like, oh, so that means Mark should be able to do the Egyptology stuff. Good. Thank you. I don't know if it means he can do the Egyptology, but I think it means he might be able to have a, a nice conversation with Layla when they meet again, hmm. of the sort that Layla's been mm-hmm. enjoying having with Stephen. I'm True. guessing. Because <laughs> I think... Uh... Correct if I'm wrong, but when Stephen then threw himself into the fight, to me it didn't feel like he had. Yeah, he wasn't doing any sort of like spin kicks or anything. <laughs> it, it, you know, it wasn't as if he'd suddenly. To me, it wasn't that he'd suddenly taken on Mark's training, okay. but maybe more his confidence that, mm. and and com- maybe confidence in his body because obviously yeah. he, he mm-hmm. must have the same muscles as Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how the hell he woke up every morning with a six pack. Having never exercised and didn't think anything of it, but hey, we can dream. It's the um, vegan lifestyle coming out, you see. But, but no, yeah, if, if he has that confidence in his body and can do those things, even even if he's not doing, like you say, the spin kicky stuff, mm. but, um, if he knows all the Egypt stuff, that must be Mark no, can know the Egypt stuff. I, I don't well, know, maybe yeah, it's just I'm me making is, a leap. Is it, is it, I don't know, that's necessarily Stephen tapping into Mark's skill set in the same way that Mark would have to. Tap into Stephen's skill set to understand the Egyptology side of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I don't know. If I, I saw it more as him sort of having the confidence. Mm. I think it depends that... whether you think of the brain as a muscle that can be activated by confidence that it's there somewhere. Whereas mm. I think confidence that you can punch someone when you've got massive biceps. Yeah, and you've just watched yourself do it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean even just the difference of him not hiding mm-hmm. and instead attacking them. I mean that. Um, that you know could be put down to confidence. Yes. But I was uh, reading because we're now getting into um, quite a few things with this episode. I was actually reading a few articles on the on um, DID, dissociative identity disorder, because mm. um, a few things I was wondering. You know, uh, is it realistic that the personas would be aware of each other and talk to each other? I think mm-hmm. so. There were a couple of interesting articles which I will put in the show notes, but. Um, should I just go through a few points? Mm. Mm. Um, so one of the big problems is a lot of disagreement in the, within the psychological community. Some even refusing to believe that it's a real condition um, and that it's not just suggestible individuals taking cues from medical professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, but of those those that do um, see it as a, a separate condition um, caused by extreme and repeated trauma during childhood, although it's said um, normally more up to the age of six. Um, so obviously we're a bit further along with this, um, to cope with a terrible trauma, um, a child may protect themselves by disassociating. Personalities often have different skills and abilities, including the ability to speak different languages, possession of different skills and knowledge. Host personalities can switch over time, and it's also possible that two or more may come out regularly while others only appear if they're needed. Mm-hmm. Cue number three. Mm-hmm. Um, the DID system, as they call it, often operates like a big family. So while different alters may love, resent, or even hate each other, they all show up for one another when they when it's needed, which is something that we've seen with uh, Mark and Stephen. Mm-hmm. You know, when it really comes to it, they they will support each other. Before they now sort of we're a bit further down the road now, they seem more friendly. Um, and the other thing interesting is that thing that said is that a lot of research or a number of researchers are concerned about DID being represented in TV and films because of the concern that it glamorizes it. 
and it may cause patients to self-diagnose or or even on the other side of things emphasize the skepticism um, which would then lead to less funding for research which is already limited so i thought the the one of the articles was saying that they felt that the representation was pretty good okay um within within the show but should it be represented at all which i think is then a, a larger argument about a lot of you know should you be using mental health um on tv as a plot point mm-hmm. um so so yeah but it sounds like you know the, the personalities some being aware of each other and some not and this sort of talking to each other you know they said they wouldn't do it in reflections but um but that that was quite a good metaphor hmm. i think um from sort of my my understanding from um an acquaintance who does some research in this area kind of from inside the conversation is indeed that that thing about it being difficult <laughs> to get the research done and there is yeah. it is such a complicated thing when you have these big shows that turn up and tell stories with it i suppose one of the key elements here is that it is part of the character um, that we're working with, and it is it is part of the reason that Mark is chosen by Conchu as mm. being conducive to this. So it is a plot point, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is not your disability gives you superpowers. Um, which has yeah. certainly been a, a more complicated thing in the past. So I, I like that it has that that relevance mm-hmm. um, and weight. I mean, again, I think it was sort of hedging around this when we did the first episode, but there are varying accounts of this in the comics and, and different phases of Moon Knight um, talk mm-hmm. about this in very different ways. Okay. Um, so I think it, it's, again, it's interesting that they've chosen to pick something for the show, basically clarify um, but have the character do it rather than kind of go down a medical route. That you know, mm, this is yeah. this is Mark explaining it for himself um, mm. with his with Stephen, um, and I think that's probably the the most sensible way they could handle it. Mm. I thought it could be an interesting way to go, though. Um, particularly the bit where it was saying that different alters or personas can take turns in hosting. So, you know, we could, mm-hmm. Mark was the, ori- well, yeah, I suppose original identity, but that could then become Stephen in the future, dependent on, on what is needed. Yeah, uh, and I wonder kind of how much um, the show sees the sort of this afterlife Mark and Stephen as, as symbolic. So mm-hmm. losing Stephen at the end there doesn't necessarily mean that, that his character, if you like, is removed. Really hope not. Yeah, yeah, because that was kind of a, a, another thing that lessened the impact of it. Is whilst in this space, they've tried to say that he's a real person. He's actually there mm. on the earthly plane. He's another form of uh, Mark Spector. So if he can, if he does end up back on Earth, I'm you know pretty sure he's not going to end up staying in the field of reeds. Mm-hmm. Weird episode, weird show. If it is, but fine. Um, that we will either, either I, I, again either see Stephen or Stephen's skill and knowledge and some of his personality might then seep through. Yeah, I really the point that Harrow made, which I thought was really, it just really made me think, was when he asks or Doctor Harrow, whatever this is, um. Do you think you created Stephen to hide from all the awful things you feel you've done in your life? Or do you think Stephen created Mark to punish the world for what your mother did to you? I thought that was really interesting. Because, you know, throughout, I've, I've mm. assumed it's the, the former. But, yeah. Yeah, I did like posing that from a from a third party. Mm. Uh, asking that question. As, you know, as we have, as the audience have asked that as well. Um, it's sort of Makes it feel a bit again as that credence that you were talking about, Abby, and like it makes it all feel a little bit more. This is a more natural fit for the way to do this stuff and discuss it. And I, I also like the idea as well of of once you understand that this is a division that's been so long standing as well, it does kind of raise the question about has it freed Mark to be more of this kind of vigilante mm-hmm. type. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because he knows he can then hide in the, the Stephen persona. Mm-hmm. Well, also just because Mark doesn't necessarily expect anything of himself, he doesn't. He doesn't have to. He's kind of written that self off, mm. as it were, which is you know a, a not untypical um, theme in this sort of thing. Which is one of the things that I found a bit confusing, that it was Stephen falling off the boat that balanced the scales. Because I would have thought that Stephen was the only bit keeping Mark in the game. I felt like it was Mark's genuine compassion and regret and sort of like Mark achieved some sort of emotional forgiveness Mm. and balance within himself at that point in with the loss of Stephen, I, I felt like the idea was it had sort of ticked into a a new um, a, a version place. of himself sacrificing himself. Yeah, something know, like some that. Some altruism. Mm. Mm. And also the idea maybe that it was those two kind of opposing hearts mm-hmm. that were not yeah. letting it settle. Whereas Mark in and of himself Well the thing is though, even before I suppose with the all of the killing he's done under Conshu's brand um, I could kind of see them forgiving him of that because, you know, that was he was under the control of mm-hmm. this god. But it doesn't sound like he was a great guy beforehand. No, I mean it really doesn't sound like to, he was. Hmm. He had lines, but they were fairly far yeah, down the page. Lines. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I thought when when the hearts were unbalanced, I thought it's because we're missing the third one. She said that they're not full. They're, I, I initially thought that as well. But apparently that doesn't seem to matter. No, no, exactly. And and again, that's part of the thing of, I, I know, I don't know. I suspect the reason they're doing that is so that if they introduce a third alternate at some stage, whether it's a series two, a future film, this next episode, whatever, that it means we don't all go, well, hang on, why didn't you mention this before? But it does also mean that we're taking a bit of time to do that. Like, I'm always okay with that happening because it means... We didn't get distracted in doing those earlier films mm. or earlier episodes. I feel like I would be slightly disappointed if, like, the end of it was like the third character arrived and then it cuts to black and then that's that. Because I feel like that really is using the condition as the mm. cliffhanger, and mm. I think that would be annoying. I think that's what we're gonna go. Oh, I think no. they've got too much to do. Well, I mean, unless he's key in the final battle that we're bound to get. I mean, I think it's interesting. I just don't think it gives us enough time to get to know him. We are then. still assuming there is this third character. Like we have been very set on assuming that they're there. I think they've dropped the breadcrumbs. Yeah, but there were also, you know, Mephisto. Maybe he's Mephisto as well. You know? That's exactly what I was thinking. Some of that stuff from One Division, which, oh God, but, he's but isn't the point that they learned the lesson of not doing misdirects? Because well, it's, it's actually it's not Mephisto, is it? No, no, but but like I'd doing. Love, I'd love it if it's third person out of Mephisto <laughs> with a cape and yeah, who's <laughs> also a scroll. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve's a scroll. Oh wow, <laughs> there's a thought. I mean that that in itself would be an interesting case, wouldn't it? <laughs> Take some serious unwinding. I I just think there's there's enough. Now I think we've got enough happening. Um, I am curious to see kind of Stephen get back, Mark Stephen get back to mm. the current reality. I mean, the last episode has a lot of work to do. Mm. A lot, which is mm. why I think we're going to get third personality right at the end. If at all, I I can see us not, and it's just they're leaving these breadcrumbs yeah, yeah. so that if they do it in future. They don't have some of the audience being like, ah, you should have mentioned I, it earlier if you were you know. I think those are some chunky breadcrumbs to do nothing with. Those are croutons. <laughs> to not then do something, you know, even if it's like an end credit scene or something. I mean, do, do we be have, surprised. Do yeah, we Marvel have, do that, though. Yeah. I would so. be disappointed, then let's put it that Yeah, okay. Not angry. Just, just disappointed, right. <laughs> do we have any information about more... Shows. I mean, thinking about how we've no. had things like the Echo show, and we knew that Loki was getting a season two. And no, um, Oscar Isaac has been pretty vocal about the fact that he did not, ex- he wouldn't accept the kind of golden handcuffs, and that he's mm. just signed up for this show. 
Um, I mean, that doesn't mean there won't be more. Yeah, but, but it means he's not bound see, into it. Yeah, you want to see what it's like, particularly after his apocalypse experience, I should imagine, with X-Men. And his Star Wars experience. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that went too badly for him, though, did it? Really? I mean, I know. I know oh, no, I didn't. I mean, he got to be the internet boyfriend, but, but wow, those those are some films. Yeah. Look, not enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> not enough pod in the world. <laughs> Uh, so, I, I think we must be seeing him. I, I'm, unless he's like, no, I'm, I'm done. Thanks very much. But given it has been quite popular, and he has particularly been picked mm-hmm. out as being, you know, real highlight for the show. Um, this seems like a lot of investment for them to do for them, the character to disappear. And I suppose as well, you know, why, why make a show in the grand continuum of Marvel Cinematic Universe content to not pick mm-hmm. it up again yeah because they can spend spend 50 million get 100 million back we did actually get um a tie-in to the wider universe this time which is pretty rare on the show when um Towerette, who i completely mispronounced because the thing i looked it up on obviously got it wrong um an alternative pronunciation they're going with Towerette. she talks about the ancestral plane which we've seen in black panther so, mm, pretty rare yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love Tarot. Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure we're not going to see her again. But I, yeah. I finally remembered why I knew about her and where oh, I've yeah. seen her before. You have seen the hippo, hippo before. Uh, n- not in, in that exact format. But, uh, what have you sent us? Oh, on the island. Ah, lost. The statue on is the island. Is that the four-toed statue? That's a crocodile, yep. isn't it? Well, <sighs> but it was it it was named as Tarak so, in Lost. So, yeah, given this is an audio medium. Yes. <laughs> Abby, I'll you, link to it. I'll link to it in the show notes. Can you tell us what you've just so, said? Uh, courtesy of good old Lostpedia. It's uh, from uh, Live Together, Die Alone, Part 1. A giant statue of the Egyptian goddess Tarot stood in its entirety on the shore of the island. Um, Massive lost spoilers. Preserved only the statue's left calf and foot with its distinctive four toes. So there we go. Um, And yeah, Tarot was uh, referred to within Lost, was uh, considered much in the Lost podcast world of the mid-2000s. and clearly, okay. I had this dormant knowledge somewhere in the back of my head. Um, made, a lot more sen- made a lot more sense in Lost, though, didn't it? With again, spoilers. The whole thing about the ch- women not able to have children on the yeah, on I the mean, island the, the, and all that kind of stuff. Egyptian goddess of protection, birth, and fertility. Yeah. Uh, yes, made made perfect sense, and and was you know interesting and appropriate, if not um, perhaps representative of Lost's uh, tendency to make a collage of interesting points at random. From the mm. whole of human history. Um. <laughs> yeah, whereas here, she felt more like she was kind of the intern guiding them. It, it was strange to me to see her in that role. It felt an- anachronistic in places. Hmm. Who also, was the voice? I knew the voice. Who was it? No, um, I looked up. She's mm. never don't been in know, anything other than Moonlight. don't know mm. the voice. Well, unless IMDb, but IMDb just says... I wonder if she's from the radio or something, perhaps. Maybe she's in the Archers. (laughs) I'll check. To be continued. Um, Anyway, I just it just felt a familiar, welcoming voice. I mean, if you had to have somebody guiding you through, I I thought that voice was was (laughs) entertaining. I was the someone who didn't need the cards, but yeah, she has at one point been part of Mischief Theatre, who do. the play that goes wrong, comedy about a bank oh. robbery. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm, she's worked with them. Okay. okay, cool. Well, I thought she had lovely little ear twitches. Yes. <laughs> they were particularly good. In hippo and form. In hippo form. <laughs> that'd be a weird thing to say about. Well, well that's pretty you know, weird that's... thing to say about the CG hippo, but it'd be a weird thing to say about human. Um, but she does say something which I thought it might be nothing, but it was interesting. She said, it's been a minute since we've had a soul pass through here. Mm. Mm. Why? Surely there should be souls going through all the time. Like it in a grand central busy. station. Mm. Unless, is it because people aren't believing in the gods? 
Is Whereas it because we know that Stephen and Mark do clearly Is it just because of death of in a pyramid or in a tomb? Do you have to be killed by I mean, I someone? Yeah. I don't imagine many people, if you sort of go back to ancient Egypt, imagine in the mythology there must have been people who went through who weren't killed in tombs. I think it could be a belief thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. But mm. Mark is Jewish, though? Yeah. Well, Mark was raised Jewish. Yes. So he seems yeah. to have abandoned any faith he had in that. It's mm. interesting as well, if you think back to episode one, with the little girl in the National British Gallery mm. Museum of London <laughs> in the UK, <laughs> when he's talking to her about Egyptology and she says, and did it suck for you getting rejected from the field of reeds? And Stephen says, that doesn't make sense because I'm not dead, am I? And then steps back and says, am I? That's interesting. We oh, might that's get a timey thing. Odd. That leaps us back. Is it possible that Stephen's been in the future? Is the little girl Amit? Is it possible that the beginning of the show is the end of the show? I mean, I've still had a thing in the back of my mind of, at some point, are we going to see any of this stuff that got referenced early on that we never saw? Him asking the girl out for the date and mm. some of the calls and things and Duchamp, obviously, we saw on the phone and... All the bits of Mark helping him escape. I've I've always had a thing of, yeah. Shows like this like to fill in the pieces and sort of play with it. Mm. I mean, it won't be. It won't be. It'll be. It will be a rejection thing, and it's just a nudge, nudge, wink, wink stuff. Mm. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. This is a lot of, it's an episode and a half out of real time. And so, presumably, in this real time, outside where Mark and Stephen are, you've got Stephen as a body, Mark Stephen as a body in a pool, and Harrow's got everything, and quite possibly by now is off raising and continuing with his plan. Quite, I mean... I suppose Wait. just because it's an hour and a half of a show doesn't mean it's been an hour and a half in real time or any time. It could be whatever no. time the show wants, probably about 30 seconds. No, Particularly if they're in this different realm. Mm. But it, it does appear that he's been successful because Tarek points out that these souls are being pulled down to Duat before their time. So he has achieved it. And so... Yeah. There really is a lot of work to get Mark back this has been done, so presumably Mark does actually have to go back to before. No, I can't stop that, trying to make it work. That really would imply some time in Wyoming shenanigans. If we're already mm. killing people. Yeah, but I, I mean, the thing is, so he's now at Osiris's gate in order to get back to the earthly realm. And I know Osiris was a bit like, no Conshu and your avatar were not interested because you basically didn't make a case at all. Um, but now that he can see things are happening, perhaps that's going to be quite a speedy process. <laughs> you know, dude, look what's happening. Mm. Okay, great. We'll let you through the gate and we'll get Conshu out. Mm -hmm. So, or it might, I mean, it might be, we just find him back and it's just assumed that he's had the conversation with Cyrus. There's also something quite unusual with this that you know it's the moon knight show and the moon knight hasn't been around for an episode and a half <laughs> which is why i think well. we're going to see a lot of moon knight in the final one well, one of the points was for the toaret don't ask me i got it wrong um for her to um have you ever seen mamba two brains I'm Dr. Hafaro. Anyway, it's great. It's good. Um, Laurie, you'd hate it. Steve Martin doing slapstick. I know, that's why I've not seen it. I am aware of it, and yes. I've deliberately not watched it. Um, the point was for her to go and give a message to Layla so that she could free Conchu so that Mark could survive the shooting. Yeah. Is the timey wimey shenanigans that Layla gets the message at some point in the show that we've already seen and does that thing, or maybe? Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. I'm, I'm like you. I'm trying to write it and second guess it and so on. We should just enjoy it. What, what we got? Because uh. mm. it is implying that that Stephen has ascended effectively to the field of reeds. He's not at the gates going back to Worth. Mark has. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, but I, I think he's ascended. But I think that the, the, the gate is there as well, or something. Is Stephen going to miss? Uh, sorry, is Mark going to see his brother? Is he going to see his mother? Probably not in the field of reeds. Is his brother in the Egyptian gods' afterlife, though? Or are these only believers in the Egyptian gods? Well, they did watch that TV series. Yeah, I don't think it was Egyptian, though, was it? It was like tomb thing. Yeah, I know, but I don't think it was Egyptian. Okay. It was some. It was. Um. Was it? Ugh, it was another moon god. And it was. I don't think it was Egyptian. I think it was like Inca or something. Yeah. Unknown. Um, that jungle didn't look very Egyptian. No, more kind of Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Still. I mean, it, Mark is there for some reason. Is where? Field of Reeds. Which plane are Phil, we on? Field of okay. Reeds. Mark, Mark. I mean, yeah, but not Mark, less... Mark believes in Egyptian gods, doesn't he? What well, does he? Stephen did. Well, I mean, he's been dealing with conscience. Been dealing with conscience, so believes... I think. I suppose. Mm. I, yeah, but there's, there's belief and, you know, avatar for. <laughs> I mean, does he get a free pass on account of his ex avatar status? Like, once an avatar, mm-hmm. always. Mm. An avatar. Maybe. Anyway. Mm. I don't I don't feel like we've quite addressed this sort of religious aspect. <laughs> I, I'm and I'm not sure they will. No. I think this might be a thing that is less well written than other things we have enjoyed the writing for. Yeah, and I, I, I think I don't, I don't know that I think keeping it vague probably works better. we haven't had they're all aliens yet. You know, it's it's feeling like this is mm-hmm. similar to mm-hmm. the Black Panther ancestral plane, where this you know, which suggests that yeah. Bast is a real god. I mean, it's being treated as as a religion, which is certainly one up on a, on plenty yeah. of um, Egyptian depictions. But in terms of belief and knowing, and no. who gets to go through and why Practice. they haven't gone through, and so on, I'm not sure yeah. the show is casting too much of an eye over that. But we do have in an upcoming property someone who doesn't like gods very much. Hope isn't giving stuff away. Well, now I feel like I can't have the conversation because I don't know who you're talking about. Thorfall? Oh, go on. Thorfall. Oh, Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. So, in order for him to exist, we need some gods. So, I wonder if if that's going to be these ones or just. Well, the thing is, we know Thor isn't really a god. We know he's an advanced alien. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Uh, Someone needs to have a word with Mark's father, I think. I don't think he was really doing his job. Yeah. I know, very difficult, obviously, dealing with what he had to deal with and then you know, with the loss of his son and also then mm. you know, dealing with his wife. But oh, that is a lot to leave I your... C- yeah, I can I can headcanon some of it as Mark being an unreliable narrator that we are seeing his memories. Oh, okay. But, it, yeah, it was, it was... Again, this is slightly my problem with it. It felt very first draft... Okay. Suddenly that happened, and the mother went bonkers at them and drunk all the time. And mm. Mm. we were seeing snapshots, weren't we? Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that was content that we necessarily. What, what were those scenes for? Short of kind of garnering some sympathy, I, I feel we could have honestly skipped skipped the father entirely. Really, um, in part. Um, yeah, I felt I felt some scenes were, were more valuable than others, um, but I still liked it more than the One Division <laughs> sequence. So, what what would you have stripped out there? Because I think each of those scenes, I mean, this is this is the um, inciting incident, isn't it? That that caused the the disassociation. Well, I, I feel that the kind of the funeral sequence um, and you know the brutality of the kind of bedroom 
sequence, let's say. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I feel like that that's almost enough, I think. And the kind of sort of, as you say, you know, the drunk all the time, the sort of weird birthday sequences, slightly over-egging, mm. I felt. You know, like a, a bit kind of a bit odd emotions to sort of pull. I think you can almost just say this is horrific and, and leave it at that. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if, if painting that in further helps. I suppose it's it's almost making excuses, in a way, for a character that didn't necessarily need them. For which character? Yeah, the father. Oh, I see, yeah. And, and is it both with the, the the cave where the brother died and seeing her brutalising him, him in the bedroom, is it that anything we can imagine would have been worse than what they showed us? So they should have left it for us to imagine, or or not. Yeah, I I don't think it gained anything but us seeing that. Mm. And then you can't, even though they say it's sixteen and over, they know there's going to be a lot younger kids mm-hmm. watching this. And I just think we didn't need mm. the imagination's enough. I didn't, didn't when when it was, you just can't see in that room. It was yeah. that's quite strong. You know, there's stuff going on there. And then as yeah. soon as you show it, you're like, okay, but it's you know PG twelve for TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't I know, I. Worked. I just kind of, I thought that was enough horror. It was very clear about what was happening because I think that, that you want to avoid implication of other things in, in something like this. I think you want to be clear about what you're talking about. Mm. And it was. Um, I think it was unpleasant, but it didn't show anything. So, mm. you know, it, it's, I think it is, the almost the older you are, the more horror you bring to it, mm. I would yeah. say. Mm. Mm. I wonder if in part that was around the DID because again, from the limited reading I've done, where it was talking about that it's uh, it, it's a sort of a sustained, it's more, more likely to be caused by a sustained trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they've thought about it quite as far as that, I would say. I, I mean, I I, they've the, thought about it a lot. They've got consultants and... Yeah, it's got a whole like, professional sign-off and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, they've been counting this. Yeah. yeah. But, hmm. I mean, again, I, I think the implication is that, that this is not the first time because mm. you know mark is already frightened he is already terrified he is already locked in in his room and he already has a strategy for this developing you know mm. it's it, yeah I, I think the implication is all there so i i really i think it is just some of some of the other stuff particularly with the father was a bit odd i suppose it it lets it have that kind of um that he knows that his mother's died because there's somebody to mm. communicate that. Mm. Um, what do you think? think? Sorry. I think also it makes it incredibly clear that there is no one else for for him. So he has to create Stephen. Mm. Mm. You yeah. know, so, so it, it answers that question that, um, you know, that, that his father couldn't protect him either. So or, or wouldn't or whatever. Um, so he really was completely alone and mm. had to create this this um, crutch. Um, what did you think of uh, the sort of sequence with with Harrow, Doctor Harrow, talking about the um, the death of Mark's mother, Stephen's mother, and uh, sort of the phone call and everything as well? It, that, I thought it was quite. I mean, I was compelled watching it, but it was a an unusual sequence. Mm. Perhaps. I did wonder if a psychiatrist would do that. But then again, this isn't he, there's yeah. a number of things he's done that I've thought, I'm not sure you'd be doing that. Um, but again, he's not real as far as Well, it, uh, the idea is that this is a, a simulation created yeah. by Mark's mind, right? Yeah. So I thought it was a really interesting type of strategy to have play out in this, assuming that Mark mm. is attempting to unpick things and it was interesting that it was a phone given the number of phone you know the only things we've seen with Stephen and his mum is on the phone mm. so for him to actually then take the phone and start talking to her in, in some ways would have been aligned with what we've seen mm. even to the point that when we see that flashback or whatever it is in this place where um after the shiva where uh, mark has collapsed and then switches mm-hmm. to Stephen. And then he's on the phone with his mum. And he mm. clearly must be having a conversation with nobody then. Mm-hmm. But he's not even leaving a message at that stage. He's actually reacting 
um, as if he is talking to someone live. So there must be some level of delusion there. So it's interesting then that that didn't kick in with when Harrow was challenging him on it. Hmm. I found it that probably the most affecting bit. Did you think that because um, because there was this thing about when, when the mother died and Mark says, you know, and, and that's when you came back, hmm. that he brought Stephen back as a part of him two months ago. Hmm. So it's almost like we come in at the beginning of Stephen. Almost. Stephen's um, not been around long. Because he was around when he was a kid, wasn't he? So he's yeah, that but he's kind of gone. gone away again. I don't know, because I'm not sure is it that he's been gone all that time, or is it that they haven't bled into each other's lives? That there's been, you know, quite a strict war between them? Because I'm not sure about the timing when Layla's father was killed. Because when they go back to that scene, Mark says... Yeah, going into a fugue state and going AWOL will get you kicked out of the military. And that's why he became a mercenary. So Stephen or someone else must have been around mm. during that time. And I get the impression that's longer than two months ago. No, that's I think true. With Lay- that's... Layla, it feels mm. like it's, it's you know, quite well, if a they long got married. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, you're right, absolutely. So, yeah, I think Stephen or someone must have been around. And Mark must assume it's Stephen because he doesn't seem to be a buyer of anybody else. Hmm. So I think perhaps for me it feels more like it's that the, his experience outside the Shiva was that him was the start of them bleeding into each other. Is this is this you know it's a flippant jokey thing, but is it literally the men will create a second personality rather than go to therapy to deal with their mother's death? <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you already have one. Mm. Yeah, he's mm. there ready in my I, I am wondering, are we overthinking this and spending more time thinking about the timeline than... Well, we have a than, podcast. Well, yes, but, but <laughs> than the, the writers have spent thinking well, about the actual timeline. Did they just write like, oh, yeah, yeah we'll have this cool thing where he, you know, ended up with Konshu and this all happened. And then we'll also have this thing, you know, as a wholly separate conversation another day about... I don't know. It I was get two months ago. This has really been thought through. This one, okay. More so. Oh, I really so want that to be true. I want that to be true. So maybe it's Layla on the other end of the phone because they all go back in time, and she pretends to be His mother. Mom. And oh god, that's well, that's got some. <laughs> that's got some. Cool. That needs a therapy thing. Brilliant, yeah. Doctor Harrow to <laughs> therapy session one, please. <laughs> I did like his Ned Flanders comment. Yeah. He's got some great pop culture references. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. So, we've covered, frankly, more things than than it may yet deserve. Um, We wait to see. Um, What is the one thing you would like from next week's episode, Matthew? I mean, you've made me think there could be sci-fi timey-wimey shenanigans, and I love that stuff. <laughs> it, it won't be. It won't be, because they keep saying they're not going to keep doing time travel, because time travel mm. is destabilising to your franchise, frankly. That's true. Um, they're, they're not going to. I would love it. I would just, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, what would you most like from next week's episode? Uh, I want Stephen back. I, I want him back in the next episode. I want him to be part of the solution with Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is this combination of both of them, but both of them conscious in the same body. Nice. Um, but them combining their talents and supporting each other. You know, I, I want that to kind of be where we end up. And then maybe we get the third one. Um, and I do want some recognition of the third one, because like I said, these are some damn big breadcrumbs to have been dropping to then not do anything when we don't know if he's coming back again. Do you know? That would yeah. be one dang thread too many. Mm. Um, and I really don't want anyone else from the MCU turning up in the final episode. Do you know? I don't post-credits, maybe? Maybe in the post-credits? Um, maybe, say, if we're ty- tying him into Blade or Black Knight or something like that, but I don't want... It to be you know Captain America or something. Moonlight and Black Knight, Knights Unite. Kit, yes. Kit what's his face is going to rock up, isn't he? Yeah, 
something something like that where it sort of it sort of makes sense mm-hmm. or i mean something going into thor 4 with the the god stuff uh maybe i don't know um but yeah i don't want this to be the end of konshu because i think that's quite an interesting mm-hmm. uh character and i don't want it to be the end of um, end of steven i think that's important for me that's true and i wonder how much um i mean i'm assuming we get a kind of reinstatement of the Konshu Moon Knight scenario. Otherwise, you know, it's a very different character you end up with from the one that you presume is going to be added to the franchise. Presumably we would all be okay if Layla became the Moon Knight. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an interesting way to go. But one, only if she volunteered for it. And, and you know. Yeah. But two, I think... The the interesting thing about Moon Knight is Mark and Stephen. Okay. Otherwise, he is just White Batman. Okay. So, I like that Moon Knight was different depending on whether it was Mark or Stephen. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That so you're going to lose that, and what I, I definitely don't want Layla going down a similar route of having DID no. suddenly because yeah. you know that's just. I don't think that that would be. No, I, I don't think they would. But no. what I'm saying that's the interesting thing about him. Because um, there is a world where Mark is dead now. Yeah, there is. So Layla may not know what else to do, mm. um, and may I offer mean, as the only if, way of beating mm-hmm. Amit. If there was more time, then I'd be perfectly fine with a temporary Layla mm-hmm. Moon Knight. No, Conchu, she frees Conchu, and he needs you know to be able to stop what's going on. She becomes Moon Knight, but then Mark and Stephen come back, and so it, you know she takes that. Because there's something about her, isn't she like Red Scarab or something? Crimson Scarab, mm. Raspberry Scarab, I don't know. <laughs> something along those lines. I was so like I think there's a, <laughs> there's a possibility of uh, being a Coral Scarab. Um, so, yeah. I suppose the thing with Moon Knight is that Moon Knight is an instrument of vengeance. Mm. And as yet, we haven't had any shift in inclination away from from kind of claiming Moon Knight as, as something inherently Mark or indeed as as a character with his own, her own mission. Mm. You know, they're not saying here is Moon Knight with these attributes um, and, and that's been something that we've been dealing with a lot in, mm. in these shows is the, those kind of, I mean especially think about Winter Soldier and um, the Captain America you know, question of who gets to define who the superhero is and what is heroic about them and what they do. Mm. And I don't think that I, I honestly, I'm not sure in an episode we could do anything that would define Moon Knight's mission or purpose. No, I don't actually see how the character works without Conchu because they've literally shown us that mm-hmm. Conchus are not around. There is no Moon Knight or Mister Knight. Yeah. Um. So unless we get a personality change with Conchu, um, who has if had no end work up, done. But if <laughs> like first thought was like well, he's got quite a big nose, I guess. But <laughs> I think take it you meant more spiritual work. Yes. Um, yes. Well, I don't no know, therapy. Just, just been stuck in a little. Maybe he's doing a bit lot on. of thinking when he's in there. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure it's not coming out better than he went in though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's had a little time out. <laughs> think about what you've done. Yeah, think about what you've done. Um, but. We, like I said, we could be going down this route with the gods that we end up with a battle of the gods. And so Conchu gets his mates back and then maybe he's not quite so vengeful. I mm. don't know. Mm. Mm. Again, I just, there's not a lot of time. No. So either it gets wrapped up really very much inside Mark's story, which is where the timey wimey thing does become a, a quick way to wrap it up because we've already done half the legwork and we know where we are. Um, I think if you do anything more on a kind of grand god scale, I'm just not sure we've had enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could have kind of all the gods come to kind of defeat Harrow, um, mm. for the greater good. Um, but why Konshu would be particularly handy in that fight, I'm not certain. Well, there's some suggestion that there's already been a bit of a problem with the gods, isn't there? Because mm. There's yes, there's Conchu was um, cast out, but also we didn't have the full. Is it Ennead? 
So we're meant mm. to be nine. And I think we had five turn up um, when we had the council. Mm-hmm. And also, as we remember from the beautiful display that um, Conju got put into when he was a little statue, there are a number of gods in there as well. So has there already been some kind mm. of war or something? Now, if Amit releases those lot, then we end up with a god battle. Moon Knights of a war. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's true because we cool. we haven't yet had everyone cooler than last yeah. civil war. Yeah, I think that the gods going up against each other is probably cooler. Than what could we do to make this exciting? Hey, let's make our heroes fight each other. Steve, that's brilliant. Let's go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I mean, the only thing is as well though that you know think about Loki and where we ended Loki. Mm. That was a big mm. shift <laughs> ending. So it's not impossible to think that we could have another big shift ending. No, um, they'll need to and announce season two yeah. or and announce the follow-up film. I think what they can't do is do that and then not we don't know if, if you know Oscar Isaac's going to sign a contract or not. Well, if Layla's at Moonlight now. If they go down that route. But I do, I do think that makes. I just think that makes the character really dull. Not because I don't like her, mm. but just because we then lose all the characters have been built with Stephen. Mm. Well, as I say, Mark. I mean, I I don't think that Mark has had a great deal of of character work comparatively, and I don't think Layla has much character to stand on either. Um, I think we've got a lot of character work in this episode. With you know, we're getting all of his backstory. Yeah, and, I think we have a lot more of Mark reasons. in this. As Moonlight again, I just oh no, yeah, it's it's is just fascinating to me that this is Moonlight the show, and they've given us absolutely zero reason to hope that Moonlight joins the Avengers. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre. Um, it, I, in I a way, I think if he stays, he's going to go more the the Eternals, Blade, the mm. Blade, mm. all of that. I, I think suppose it's that, that are the Eternals to consider, and I hadn't really thought about the Eternals. Oscar Isaac, Angelina Jolie, gonna be fine. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's what I want. Angelina Jolie okay. rocks up at the end. That. In which that, case, I will walk back yes. my my argument that I don't want to see anybody else from the universe. I want if Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. That's all. Yeah. Is. Yeah. And to be fair, it does seem like something where the Eternals might just pop their heads around the door, and say, "Hey, actually, yeah, this this is rather serious business." Or Angelina Jolie as Lara Croft. <gasps> why not she could at least come in the outfit couldn't she at least, i mean at least. at least in the tomb uh, this is what we want okay well we've we've answered the question what does abby want from next week without even asking it brilliant on which no i mean just because i, I have one design classic this week oh yeah um just the one uh again courtesy of my dear wife uh the cartel Componibili. Laura, you speak Italian. Um, storage unit. Once more. Cartel Compagnibili. Thank you very much. Um, which is designed by Anna Castelli Ferreri. Yeah. In 1969. And it is a design classic. And it is in oh, your Mark's nice. room. And it is, it is a beautiful piece of very practical furniture. Um, rather expensive to have in your child's room. And there it is. Just oh, you see, that's interesting. Thing. I'm like, £125, that's not bad. I could get one. <laughs> yeah, but, you know... I, I, mean, I need some storage for my bathroom. And to be honest, some of the stuff I've been looking up on Ikea is more expensive than that. Well, this is true. No, it's, it's beautiful, hard-wearing, been in production I mean, ever since. Yeah, it comes in red, in a... and my wife loves red. So it's stunning. Oh. Let's each get one. Let's all get one. Let's have it be the official storage of Marvelous Pod. Sponsor us. We can, we can use it with all of the money we make out of this podcast. <laughs> The many millions. <laughs> the many, many millions that uh, that we get yeah. for our work. Wait, um, so, as with all design classics, we'll include a link in the uh, in the show notes. In we should probably have a Pinterest board. All of our board. listeners want to we, buy one. Shall I? Shall I ask the wife if she'd like to make a Pinterest board <laughs> yes. of the Marvel design classics? I feel like <laughs> yes, she... I think that's something. I'll see if we can get us an official Pinterest going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll report back on that in future. Any other business? Well, doctors. doctors Excellent. Watch. Bring us up to date. Very disappointing, nobody. Oh, 
Not even repeat this in time. the Doctor episode. I, no, none I of the lots kind of... of hopes for Towerette with the English yeah. accent, but no, alas, no, uh, no. Sadly, mm. no, no Doctors this time. So uh, okay, none maybe they're the saving zombie. them all up for. Uh, not that I can see from my MDB. Alas, no. Okay, Matthew, any other business? Nope. I'm busy ordering a storage unit. Mm, basically, yeah. <laughs> it's <distracting>. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have any kind of snappy outro, really, other than to say um, you can find us on Twitter at Eloquent Gushing. Uh, you can find Matthew at... Matthew Vos. You can find Laura at Laura Gigsat. And you can find me at this AE Show. We'll be back next week for the last episode of Moonlight. And then after that, apparently, we do have an assembled, which is Ooh. delightful to know. <laughs> We have had that confirmed, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Anyway, find out whether or not Angelina Jolie was there specifically to delight me (laughs) next week. (laughs) Goodbye.